Hi, I'm Ben Strivens. He's John O'Scott. Hi. And we, we watched, watched anything. anything. We trawl the depths of Netflix to find three films of the same genre, of the same genre, and watch them so you don't have to. I take one, he takes one, and there's one we both watch. So you know what to add to your queue. Or flush down the loo. So, last week we hit the rom-coms, this week we've gone sci-fi. But not just any sci-fi. Oh no. You you thought thought about this and it wasn't just sci-fi, it was... It was alien invasion style sci-fi. Yeah. Alien Invasion sci-fi. My favourite kind of sci-fi in many ways. Well, yeah, I mean, it's always good. I mean, yes, when I said sci-fi, let's do that, then you suddenly go, oh, God, there's so many different bits. So yeah. in, tra- in looking to choose the films, I, it was quite easy, actually. I'm, in some ways, I'm, I would have been disappointed whatever category we picked, whether we'd sort of gone, I, like, I looked at aliens coming to Earth, I looked at humans going to space and get terrorised, or mm. then also sort of sci-fi of terror within. Um, mm. And I was kind of disappointed that we didn't pick well, either of the other two because there were movies there I really wanted to see, but then I would have been disappointed if we hadn't picked this one because there were movies there I really wanted to see, which is quite exciting. There was, like, there was this whole plethora of just uh, of exciting B-movies that I just wanted to check out, really. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I When I think of B-movies as well, I think of, I don't know, The Blob. And, you know, yeah. like... And, I mean, actually, Blob is really quite a good film, isn't it? It's quite polished for its time. But that sort of era of B-movie monster-attacking films, I think of Alien Invasion when I think of B-movies. So I was quite excited as well. Um Let's just say my excitement didn't last throughout this process. <laughs> I sound like I'm on The Apprentice, this process. But um, yeah, yeah. But let's, know, let's go any further then. No, yeah, that, we, but... we, we can hit that later. But I do think that, well, I say later, I mean quite soon. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, chose, I chose a couple of films for us. Um, the one I'm going to talk about, uh, I chose partly because I was forcing myself to watch a sequel that I would otherwise have completely avoided. And sometimes, you know, my greatest film that I completely avoided forever and ever and ever and then was forced to watch one day because I was in Portugal and it was raining and there was nothing to do (laughs) is Casablanca. And I was like, oh, God, this bloody thing's on the telly. I'll finally watch it. And then it took me about half an hour to go, oh, thank you, rain in Portugal. This is the best (laughs) thing that's ever happened. I'm completely in love. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And just it ended up being one of the be- one of the highlights of the holiday was being. Stuck Had you just in avoided the- it up till then because just all the people telling you how brilliant it was all your life that was that it just a per- sort of perverse not wanting to to watch it. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I think it was kind of it was also it's like you know oh it's on every Christmas blah. Mm, it's mm, like mm. I'm just dulled out by the fact that it, you know it's the greatest film ever blah, whatever and yeah. yeah I think it's a bit of petulant sort of like yeah whatever <laughs> your greatest film. <laughs> yeah. <blah>. Um, <laughs> But actually, you know, oh, God, you're right. It really is brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it does kind of rock. Yeah, so um, not Casablanca we're watching this week. In sort of to keep with tradition, do you want to go first? Tell us about your movie, Johnny. What did, what did you end up with? Well, thank you, Benjamin. Um, I ended up with Alien Outpost. Oh, right. Also known as, well, once again, I seem to have been stuck with a film with a bit of an identity crisis because <laughs> it's got like about three different names in there. It's Alien Outpost, but it's, it's kind of seems to be more often known and is known on Netflix as Mankind's Last Stand, which I think is slightly rubbish. And it, but also from the closing credits, it's it seems like it was once called Outpost Thirty Seven, but whatever. It is, as you say, a 
alien invasion film. Um, and anyway, I'll just give you a bit of background. It was it was made in 2014, or it came out in 2014. It's directed by a bloke called Jabbar Razani. That's how it sounds, like Jab- Jabbar Razani, probably something like that. Anyway, I looked him up, and he's done a couple of shorts, but this is his only major directorial work. Um, and he's more of a visual effects guy. He's like worked on films you'd know, like Fantastic Four, Predators, Machete, and recently he's worked on Game of Thrones too oh, okay. as a visual cool. effects guy. Um, and he's, he's so he's got Jabbar, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, and it, so he's got credentials, um, and I think it shows. You know, I'll come to the effects later, but um, what I'll do, I'll give you a, I'll give you a flavour of what it's like by just giving you right. Basically, it starts, and there are some explaining opening, you know, credits. Yeah. Um, titles and so this will give you a bit of a flavor of the plot okay so 2021 earth was invaded 2022 the heavies retreated leaving thousands of their soldiers behind the heavies you understand are the aliens that's what people call them the heavies 2023 the usdf outposts were created to seek and destroy all heavies left on earth 10 years later the outposts that once defended us have been reduced or dismantled the few that remain are undermanned and underfunded. So anyway, that's basically it. So it's set in in August. It's ten years later. It's okay. August twenty thirty three when the action takes place, and the first thing you see is some soldiers running for a helicopter. A helicopter that, frankly, does look a lot like helicopters now, rather than helicopter from twenty thirty three. Although saying and, that, I mean, it is only in some years in the future. Well, exactly. So yeah, I don't know what I was expecting, but. This is the start of a. It's of not the most science fictiony science fictiony film. Sure, but anyway, so we've got some soldiers running for a helicopter, and then you get you get the start of the film because we've had these opening credits with these you know these ex- explanatory captions, and then we get one that says Roger Hollis and I were granted access to one of the last outposts on the planet. Our time there would cover the deadliest period in the history of Outpost Thirty Seven. So there you go. It's a okay. documentary. It's not quite found footage, but you know, it's right. a it's a documentary style. Um and so away from the very soldiery kind of scenes that I'll tell you about, mm. you get a lot of talking head interviews, you know, oh, with right. the main characters. So it really is like, yeah, my first day in Outpost thirty seven was really hard. You know, I had to shoot someone in the head. You know, it's that so kind of thing. So who's the documentarian though? Well, they're you know they're not real documentarians, but it's all this, right. But you don't see the documentarian kind of thing. No, you, you do a bit as well. Oh. So you you know they're in shot just holding a camera. So it, it sets it sets out a you know a nice yeah. You know, sort of Marty is... de Berg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey. <laughs> so um, uh, where was I? So so yeah. That, so that's the thing. So it's definitely in the sort of monsters District Nine school, as in. Mm-hmm. As in District Nine, particularly, you know that yeah, starts yeah, off as a documentary, doesn't it? And then doing so there's lots of handheld stuff, although it's not as sort of like sick making as as some of those sort of handheld things. It's like <laughs> I've never met anyone well. who gets more sick at stuff like that than you. Though. Oh, dude, I watched Blair Witch again not that long ago. Really enjoyed it, but I have to look away every sort of like ten seconds because <laughs> I get so sick. Actually, that one though is more sick making than most. But um, anyway, good. Now I've complained about that. So um. You meet so these guys run for a helicopter and they go and they go to the outpost. They're on their way to the outpost. There, these captions keep coming up explaining what's going on. And we meet the first guy. And just to say straight away is that there's this the, the main character. It's a bit of an ensemble piece, but the main character is called Alex Alex Omo Omohundro or something. Okay, as in Omo for short. Anyway, he's played by an actor <laughs> called Joe Regan. 
and just I definitely I took to him. He's got quite. He's. He, I quite liked his face. Has he I been, thought he carried. The name sounds familiar, but maybe not. Does he? Does he's he definitely not... been in stuff. I didn't really look him up in detail, mm. you know. But he's been in stuff. He's on TV. I think he was in more TV kind of performance performer from what I could tell. But he like he's he got quite a sort of soulful. Because um, this uh, war torn kind of seen too much kind of Nam was hell kind of vibe that I thought I quite liked. But um, anyway, the newbies arrive at Outpost Thirty Seven. And straight away, there's lots of chest-pumping machismo. There are lots of men standing around in the hot sun being manly. Outpost 37, I should explain, is in Pakistan. And the idea is that this is the last outposts because the heavies, you know, these alioids, yeah. they're still there, but they're dwindling numbers. And these outposts are just left there to to stop any future trouble from the heavies. Okay, cool. Does it, is, so, does it, do they ever explain why they're called the heavies? No. Okay, fine. No. It's just one of those bits of assumed knowledge like um yeah yes like philip k dick and his whatever i can't think of a single example so thank god i mentioned philip k dick only to show my ignorance <laughs> it's just one of those things like philip k dick sure <laughs> yeah, um no one ever knew why he was called philip k dick one presumes it was his parents but uh i think it's i've only read two of his books and i really love them but it's one of those things i love them so much i kind of say i want to save him do you know what i mean yes but anyway on your um, deathbed or something yeah yeah but anyway long story short um so it's in pakistan and um, and it's not just the heavies that they're sort of up against because there's also threats coming from this 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 outpost from it, from it, local insurgents, you know, mm-hmm. suicide bombers. And quite early on, you see a suicide bomber, and he's like really in a daze, and then blows himself up. And um, and so the point is that it's all set in this outpost. There's a lot of camera, you know, manly camaraderie going on, and you know, there seem to be action sequences occasionally, but you never. It's they're not brilliantly put together as in there's just a lot of shooting into darkness and you don't really know what's going on mm-hmm. um but the plot develops with there's, there's this friendly pakistani interpreter and at one point he's being chased and they managed to buy a heavy and they managed to save him and end up catching a, a wounded heavy and then the commander of the base who's very shouty but i quite liked good actor um shoots the heavy in the head and it, all the plot starts revolving around one of their soldiers has gone missing. Is this guy okay. called North. He's vanished. He's been taken. And this friendly interpreter sort of like is trying to help them find him again. So what do the heavies look like? Well, this is the thing. You don't see them that much because it's all that handheld stuff. Yeah. You know, there's a lot. Of, you, you just you see little snatches of them. And then towards the end, as you might expect, you see them a little bit more. But yeah, OK, I'll jump ahead and tell you what they look like. They kind of look to me like sort of a cross between a cat and a lizard. But they're Brilliant. basically humanoids in kind of um, tough, um, you know, they, they look like soldiers, if you suit me. Yeah, yeah. Alien soldiers. And they're the they, bipedal, are they? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll just give you a tiny yeah. bit more plot. Yeah, no, so I only, I only asked because you said he shot him in the head, so I thought you might see his head at that point. Yeah, yeah, you did. You see, that's the, the one scene which is a bit like, you know, um, almost that famous scene with the alien autopsy. Alien autopsy? Yeah, it might be that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, you you see him up close because generally they you like I say you never see them properly. But um, basically, oh, th- then there's another scene where the the friendly interpreter uh, sort of turns up at the door of the of of the outpost, and he seems to be in a bit of a sort of daze. And for some reason, they got him on a thermal camera, and his body temperature is a bit cool. And then he goes a bit awol, and you start to realise that. There's some invasion of the body snatchers stuff going on uh, within okay. this as well. Yeah. Um, and I'm missing out some plot points here because I don't want to spoil it because 
I'm not going to thoroughly recommend this film, but I'm also not going to totally turn people off. So I don't want to give away too much. But they end up finding this wounded, this this guy that has been missing north. Mm. And he's out cold, but he's doing this rapid eye movement stuff. And they start realising he's doing a code, like a tap <laughs> code with his rapid eye you right. know, eyes. It's to some, but it's, it's actually really lame, that bit, because he's doing his code and then suddenly wakes up. And so, like, they've got, oh, we've got the coordinates of a place we've got to go to. And he's like, but he just woke up, so he could have just said, oh, you've got to go here. I'll write them down for you. But, um, yeah, it's a bit weird. But um, anyway, he's, his rapid eye movements is some specific coordinates. And in the finale of the film, they head there and we've got, we get some proper alien versus man battle okay kind of thing yeah to the soul of the planet sort of vibe. yeah 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 exactly now first thing to say is that this film is not terrible it's, well, i've read i've since watching it and sort of like coming to my own conclusions because yeah. i kind of avoid reviews beforehand i've read a few reviews and just there are some really bad ones and i don't agree with them but i can kind of see why people really some people didn't like it i think but i think it's worse crime is just being a bit average and frankly a bit dull That's and, a shame. and there isn't yeah, there isn't much humour here, you know. It takes itself quite seriously. Mm. It's like it's more like a kind of some kind of um, arm, American army recruiting film than a than a, you know. I mean, I, have you seen Grave Encounters? No, because you know all those found footage horror films. Yeah, I'm yeah. a bit bored of them, like most people, like, like most people. But Grave Encounters really has its tongue in cheek. It's kind of it's actually quite fun, especially oh, near cool. the beginning. I don't think I've I really heard kind of, it for some reason. Oh really? Oh, it's oh, yeah. Well, I I genuinely think it's quite fun the first half an hour especially mm. but this doesn't have any of that sort of sense there's no tongue-in-cheek here it's it's all sort of quite serious and and manly and and yeah and just not not that much fun and um i don't mind that it's a mockumentary documentary kind of thing because you know so the endless talking head scenes when people are interviewed you know and the captions means that it kind of you know it it's breaks not it up most, a bit yeah, it breaks it up a bit and it kind of delivers plot points to you and gives people background in quite yeah. an easy way, you know. So, like, as a narrative device, you could argue, obviously, that it's a bit lazy. But it does mean the script can concentrate on being quite sort of macho and soldiery, mm. which it's quite good at. <laughs> but yeah. um, but I think people... The reason it's getting bad reviews from some people is that they went there, like us, kind of wanting a nice science fiction film. But it just doesn't seem that science fictiony, really, yeah. because of that slightly District 9 approach. And the fact that all the soldiers, I mean, they just look like Although soldiers. District Nine in... does feel very science fictiony. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I suppose that comparison's wrong then. But that because it takes that <laughs> because approach. Because it looks like a science fiction movie. It's not. Yeah. <laughs> but I just mean all the soldiers. They look like they're in Zero Dark Thirty. Fine. Or like yeah, yeah. Hurt Locker. There's no weird, weird sort of like fun future stuff like in Starship Troopers. Although yeah. obviously that's a lot further in the future. So. There's no sort of real futuristic ordnance, you know. There are no like interesting weapons. So they're like, trying they're to gun- keep it very much grounded in the kind of like this is the here and now. But yeah, exactly. Aliens. Yeah, exactly. And 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 so like the only thing they've got are reds, which are their their slang term for the particular bullets that are good for taking down heavies. Because something about it's a bit silly to be honest. They sort of they apparently they can blow a hole in their armor and then more bullets fly into their head or something. Brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, I mean, as well, like the computers they're using. Look, I mean, there's a bit when they're looking at old image files, and it looks like Windows ninety five. <laughs> but um, I kind of I forgave them for that because, like, I always quite like in Aliens. You know, I kind of oh, I don't know in all those Alien films, like, there's a, something blocky about the technology, and I yeah, sort of yeah, thought, oh, absolutely. I'll, I'll just 
yeah, I'll just believe this is this is they've stuck with a kind of very functional kind of army operating system. Yeah. The fact that I'm thinking about this makes it me think that I wasn't perhaps as transported as I could have been. <laughs> well, not operating system they're using. <laughs> oh, there's one actually really funny bit towards the end when they're looking at a thermal image and and one man's kind of there looking quite close at the thermal image and he's got people around him he's saying, look, look at this. I, I just, and it's a thermal image, sorry, I should say of like a, of, of, it's a video camera set up on the outpost, mm-hmm. like looking out into the tundra at night and he's looking at the image going, man, there's something out there. But I just, oh, there's something out there. And then another guy goes, oh, let me see. And he just clicks he clicks on it and it zooms in. And suddenly you see loads of heavies and insurgents <laughs> all, all the time. So like, I just imagine the other guy, oh, so you, oh. you zoomed in. So how do you do that? Is that control Z or something? <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, that's really good. So I'm zooming oh, in. Oh, okay, I'll, I'll try that a while next ago. time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, so I suppose just... Uh, it's just a bit disappointing yeah. and I do think the aliens and the effects I genuinely think they're quite good for this kind of film it's obviously fairly low budget mm-hmm. but, it's, it's a I real mean, shame though I mean not that the effects are good it's a real shame that like, that's, I was quite well, I'll talk about my movie when we get on to it in a second but I am um, mm. it was a real toss up between the two of them which one I wanted more because I thought this one I thought um, I've suddenly thought uh, Invasion Monsters thing whatever yours is called what yeah. was your, what's yours called? Uh, forgotten Alien Outpost. Oh yeah, um, but also known as Mankind's Last Mankind's Last Stand. I thought, yeah, Mankind's Last Stand. Um, I thought that looked, looked quite cool. It looked like this could be there could be something here that could be kind of um, a bit interesting, but obviously yeah. not. Well, I I wouldn't be too harsh on it. You know, there 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 was there, there was a good scene. There was a there was a, there were good scenes, and the acting really was quite good. I I believed most of the characters. The script was a bit clunking in places, but not so bad that I openly guffawed. Yeah. Um, as I said, that Omo guy, I really liked, but I liked a lot of the peripheral dudes as well. It was just, I th- his biggest crime was just being a bit boring. But there's this good scene when, when North first goes missing, some um, guys are sent in to investigate, and there's quite a good, you know, men, you know, doing rutting stags coming up against each other, okay, if you know yeah. what I mean. In stag, not rutting, but stags <laughs> in the rutting season, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was just it was quite a good scene and um and like i say i thought i felt the effects when they're there are good i thought the sound was really good and there was some when the aliens occasionally did turn up and shoot there's this kind of quite a good <laughs> kind of yeah, yeah. sound effect good thing that they use it's always nice yeah but i think i think i think a lot of people would go to this wanting good sf popcorn fun and for that reason it's disappointing um but I think you could... I did think there's lots of copy that and go, go, go and all that kind of... So you could have a fun drinking game. Um, you know, <laughs> drinking every time you hear the words copy that. So, yeah, I, it's definitely not a don't watch this. But I reckon it's a keep low expectations and there's stuff to enjoy here. Nice. Okay, well, uh, once again, like I, I know we choose these movies. It's not like... Um... We stick the movies in a hat and pull them out, or now although I've, 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 I think we should try that. That at is some probably point. a good idea, um, yeah. or someone else gives it to them. So I gives it to us. Them what? Um, so <laughs> I, uh, it shouldn't be that weird that they have a certain similarity. Although I don't, you know, I, you and I, when we've been picking these things, haven't been picking them because of any similarity, and it just seems that every week we do end up with something that kind of meshes quite closely. So mm. I had Monsters Dark Continent. And I kind of wanted to see it and didn't want to see it in equal measure, really, because uh, I mean the original monsters 
was spectacular. Mm-hmm. I love that film. It has a quiet beauty to it. It's it was such an original idea. Quite apart from um, Gareth Edwards doing the whole thing pretty mm-hmm. much on his own, buying a camera, on a laptop. Yeah, kind of doing all the effects, which are amazing on a on a computer at home, mm. and um, also just going out there to to Latin America with a buying a Canon camera and a lens adapter to stick some silly lenses on and just wandering around with his two actors and like mostly using real people and comping stuff in and anyway I could use Joe's Up Monsters forever I love that movie um, and I love the score of it the music's amazing yeah. um, and bizarrely it's the first film my daughter saw at the cinema because <laughs> they had um, they did one of those like a big scream thing. big scream things yeah so she went and slept and we watched Monsters but it was her oh, first no. cinema experience at the age of like three months or something um, so, so that's why I sort of I would want to want, watch it because I, I'm interested. I'm kind of like, but I don't want to watch it because you don't want this sequel to to you know to eject it entirely the original. Yeah. Um, and essentially, so it, it's done by the same nobody is the big problem. So right. you've got uh, Gareth Edwards is an exec producer, but that means essentially you came up with the characters and um you were sort of around this was made while he was filming godzilla he had really nothing to do with it i think um so right. it is they did go again with a brit director they got a brit another brit tv director same as um right. the last film i did um and uh a, a couple of brit actors in the lead roles but you'd never know they're very kind of american uh, but the, the big crossover comes with yours and mine is this is another american army kind of thing uh, and oh, but, really? they come at a slightly different angle um, because your one sounded a bit more like, I guess, um, uh, it was sort of a bit more, I don't know, a bit more sort of gung-ho, rah-rah-rah. And, yeah. and mine starts off, essentially, m- mine wants to be Apocalypse Now, it wants to be Platoon. Mm. Um, so it starts off on the streets of Detroit with this kid, sort of just before, the, the weekend before he goes gets deployed essentially and it's him and his friends who are all yeah they do the classic kind of like booze and hookers and running around they sort of it's all cut up a bit guy the old favorites the old favorites exactly (laughs) and it's all cut up a bit guy richie-ish quite frankly um and uh it's all very it's all very 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 bleach bypass blue filter um there's a thing there's an edit thing called magic bullet which basically, oh, yeah, yeah where you, you know, you just kind of go magic bullet look here and it kind of makes everything that color and gives it that, that vibe. And it's so magic bulleted, it's unbelievable. Um, mm. It's all sort of blue, grimy, yeah, Detroit, depressed. Yeah, we guys, we're the sort of like, we're the slightly bad boys, but we're going to join the army instead of joining a gang and killing people. Boom. Um, and then they get out to uh, the, where they're going to be deployed. Now, see, there is a, there's been a sort of hint of alien already. Right. Because they have a when they're when in their going away party, they go to a dog fight, but it's not a dog fighting a dog; it's a dog fighting a small alien. Oh right! Uh, and then the alien oh, okay. just grows about fifteen tentacles and kills the dog really quickly, so they shoot the alien. But um, I guess it gets the idea that, like in the original monsters, there was very much a big wall between Mexico and the states. Yeah, and there was no monster. There were no monsters inside the border of the states, and now, it, and the, the one it was sort of edging in. They were edging in, and now this is ten years later. I was going to ask. So when was? The, yeah, what, sorry. What, this, what year is this set? This, now, this then? Is, oh, I can't remember oh, exactly. Sorry. It's ten okay. years after the original monsters, so it's not okay. that far down the track, really. And very, probably about twenty thirty three. Yeah, like mine. about then. Very much <laughs> like yours as well. There's no, there's no, there's not really any new hardware. The helicopters are the same. Everything's the same. Right. Um, 
the thing that made um, Monsters, you know, the thing that everyone talked about with Monsters is that you've made a movie called Monsters. It's about a monster invasion of the Earth, but it's not. You know, it's a love story and a road movie. And essentially, the monsters are just an incidental part. They play a great part in it, but they are... More than anything else, they're the backdrop that this love story happens against. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I initially thought that with all the military gung-ho stuff, that this was not going to be the case with this one. I thought it was going to be like, right, a bit Starship Troopers, a bit like, here's the, but without the irony. Like, here's a unit mm. dropped in to fight the monsters. I love Starship Troopers so, do so I. much. So do I. But, um, but what happens is he gets deployed and they're flying over in these big Black Hawk helicopters and you realise that they've been deployed to the Middle East and that what it is is that they're fighting the conflict in the Middle East with monsters as a backdrop. Right. Okay. So, okay. so right. they're still fighting the... Um, they're still fighting ISIL or whoever they're fighting, um, but there also happen to be monsters there, so they sort of tried to keep that thing alive. But it's like it's like the alien alien switch, you know, alien, yeah. very tight, beautifully crafted, small thing. Aliens, let's go a different direction. Let's make it an action movie with loads of like muscle bound people in it. And that's sort of what they've that's sort of what they've tried to do here in a way. Mm. So you see this guy, you see these guys deploy, and suddenly you realise that you're watching, you're now watching Jarhead, to the point right. where they have a scene where they're playing American football in their gas masks and in their full kit. And you think, you, you've you just ripped that directly from Jarhead. Yeah. yeah. And all the characters in it are very pastiche So you've got, um, you've got quite a small unit of like six or seven guys, it would appear. Mm. They're in the desert. And they don't, they obviously, I mean, hilariously. You really sound like you're describing my film. Hands off my film. <laughs> hilariously. They this this must have had a much bigger budget than Monsters because Monsters was made for peanuts. Yeah. But at the same time, it's still not big enough to go massive on it. So, hmm. uh, and obviously, you know, cash doesn't equal quality. But so no. you don't see a lot of the the general army. They do the flybys where they see the monsters sort of in the desert or whatever, um, and then you meet uh, this sort of grizzled old guy who's a sort of sergeant and then you realize like oh, okay fine so this is sergeant elias or sergeant barnes molded together from platoon this is um uh what's his face i've got it written down there this is uh this is eric banner from um from black hawk down from black hawk down basically he's mm-hmm. all those characters molded into one with a little bit of uh jamie fox from jarhead but essentially He's the grizzled little thing. He's done nine tours. Wow, I mean, nine. That's a lot like, of tours. I know tours, and that's a lot of them. <laughs> Well, exactly. A, what's a tour? Because does that mean a year? Has he done nine years? That's slightly <laughs> improbable. And B, or maybe he has, but like in every other... I remember in Platoon, it was like, he's done three tours. It's pretty hardcore. So they just went, right, let's ramp it up. He's done nine. <laughs> nine tours. <laughs> Throughout all of this, though, it's all really quite worthy. Okay. Yeah. It's quite lots okay. of like angst face and sort of like, you know, looking into the mirror. But it, and it's got this very sort of apocalypse now-y and slash platoon-y kind of narration going on. It's like, we were mm. here in, in the desert. We didn't know what we were doing. You know, it's all kind of very worthy, blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah. And then it's sort of, they, anyway, they go out this patrol, kill a, they kill a monster. And what I find weird is everyone just calls them monsters. 
They don't call them the the extraterrestrials, the unsubs, the winky wangies, or even the heavies. They're like the monsters. And they're just like there's a bunch of guys with guns going, "It's a monster! Don't let the monster get him." Um, so many goddamn monsters. <laughs> just full of monsters. Um, and then it's anyway. So you know, it just tries to lay the groundwork. You see all the the GIE type people. You realize they're in the desert. They're fighting Arabs and they're fighting monsters and there's a grizzled old hand in charge of it all and then it's just with this sort of hammer that comes down act two starts because they're they're sort of at this desert desert um briefing post and he's doing his like little bit of narration and this goes and then we got the mission and it might as well just be like massive signpost here is act two (laughs) um so the mission is to go and to rescue some dudes who've been captured by the the Arab types, and they go off and they fly. They, they get into their Blackhawks and they're flying along, and it's like, oh, this is now massively Blackhawk down. Like the scene when they're going into, um, mm. I can't remember the name of the city now. It's terrible on me. But when they're going yeah. into the city, uh, I can't watch Quebec, but, but I really, I love Black. I loved Blackhawk down, yeah. but I, I haven't rewatched. It's not one of those films I haven't watched and rewatched. No, I've, I have I seen just, it a few times. I think it's fantastic. But um, I, I loved it. Mm. But yeah, I just found a few bits. It's quite horrible. Yeah, that bit when he's trying to get the artery in his leg is awful. But, I just didn't like the bit when people were just sort of getting attacked in a helicopter. That yes. sort of crashed helicopter bit, particularly. Anyway, sorry, um, go on. Uh, Mogadishu, that's it. Boom. Mogadishu, um, thank you. So, yeah, they, they, it's very Black Hawk down, down them flying there. Then they, they land, they're in these they're in these Humvees going along. And the one really great scene in it, in the whole movie... Um, and it's really something really nice. And it's the only film, in a way, which harks back to the original movie. Is they're going along in these Humvees, and there's a different, there's a, there's a, there's a four-legged monster that's running along the side of them, and it suddenly and it overtakes them a bit, and it falls back, and the soldiers are just watching it out the side of the, the Humvees, going, "Wow, yeah." And it's beautifully done. Um, and I mean, the, the original film, the monsters were beautifully rendered. They're not, they're not quite as nice in this, I don't think. Yeah. They don't quite have that sort of elegant beauty that they did in the other one. They've tried to get it, but they haven't quite got it. But the one that runs along the side of the Humvee is really well done. And there's something about it. And it's a moment of kind of stillness mm. where they're looking at this other life form and sort of appreciating it. And and it's kind of like that. That's only that little bit harkens back to the original monsters. And it's really nicely done. And then um, as if to sort of bring you very much aware of the fact that these two worlds are happening, they... Mm. The monster runs in front of their Humvee and gets mown down. Oh, poor um, monster. Yeah. Oh, I did forget to mention, these people are all odious. Are they? They're are all... They? Yeah, because, okay, because that's the thing. Some of the characters in mine, they def- they weren't hate- They they weren't that hateful. You know, they were, they, were, they were slightly dull, some of them, but they were okay kind of characters. No, these but, are all... Um, can I just ask, was this, this monster... Yeah. Was it a nice looking monster? Is it scary monster? Is it oh, sort no. of a lizardy monster? Does it look like a giant spaniel? What, it's, what, it's, I want to know more about imagine the four-legged a spaniel, monster. Imagine a spaniel crossed with a tree. <laughs> okay. It's very sort of they're very kind of like barky and extensiony and brown and kind of gnarly looking. Right. But, um, it looks like a bit of a, a spaniel tree stegosaurus. Wow. Yeah, that's a very, yeah, that's a, I'm getting a picture. It's and um and then well they hit this monster, but these I say these people are all odious. I'd I'd forgot yeah. to mention that they're all just horrible. You know they're all, they they that's the other thing they do this recreation of like you know that whole banter in Jarhead about Jody 
Jodie's with your girl, all that kind of stuff. Like she's oh, at yeah, home yeah. being banged by Jodie. Um, yeah. They do all that kind of stuff. So a, it's dogs, it's repeating Jarhead. B, it's just that sort of misogynisty, um, yeah. fake bantery look. Um, and then when so when they run this alien over, which they've just been sort of admiring, they're all kind of like, yeah, take some of that, woo. Um, and then they immediately hit an IED. Ah, oh, good. Um, which a you go good. These horrible people have just been blown up. But it's like it's definitely very much like, oh, you think you're in the monster land? Boom! No, now you're back to um, back yeah. to fighting the Arabs. And there's various things ensue. There's a firefight. People get injured. People die. Um, and it ends up with um, just a couple of them pulling through our hero and our kind of Sergeant Elias, Sergeant Barnes kind of figure. Um, and they get, there's just the two of them sort of left and they're having this chat and um, he's talking about here how uh, he never sees, you know, he never really sees his daughter because he's always here and he, Every time he gets, every time he finishes a tour, he goes home to a Korean grocery store and buys. Not that he lives in a Korean grocery store, but he just, <laughs> <laughs> he just around the corner from his wife's house, he just sleeps among the the, uh, the kimchi. But he, um, no, he goes home, there's a Korean grocery store on the corner, and he buys a cold beer and he drinks it on the way home. Um, wow. And then when he gets there, he sees his lovely family. But the last time he did it, his daughter was scared of him because she doesn't nice. see him very often. But. I didn't really make a lot of sense because it probably pitched him around. Anyway, um, so then the other guy says to him, so uh, so why don't you uh, sit on your porch with your daughter drinking a cold beer for the rest of your life? And he says, I came here to keep her safe. <laughs> and then you get the classic, are we doing that line? <laughs> oh, you're just all a bit heavy-handed, aren't you? Oh um, God, this is so. Again, this is really similar to mine. Yeah. Just as in, there, I, you know, I didn't, I left it out a bit of my review, but there are loads of lines like that in my review. As in, when they're kind of going, they go, and then things got even worse. You know, and yeah. then it would go back to the the plot. What happens? It was the bloodiest day. It was the worst day of my life. That was, I think, the worst day of my life was when I lost my friend Buzz or whatever. You know, it's just yeah. like endless talking about. And then something happened. You know, yeah. But okay, go on. Yeah, it sounds sounds bad. So it? anyway, it's, it's, it, it it comes down. Obviously, you you know from the second when they start this mission, only a couple of people are going to survive because they take a photo of everyone in, like smiling in ah. front of the black hole. Yeah, right, you're all <laughs> like, going to die. Then that's pretty yeah, easy. Like, like the descent. Yeah. Um, and it all I, I won't give too much away because it it all it all just um, it all continues anyway. Mm. There's a, there's some bits where they're captured and there's some bits where they escape. And there's always the monsters around. So the monsters, much like in the in the original movie, you know, there'll be a scene where they, they've escaped or something, and then a monster they have to escape from the monster as well. Right. Um, and then they have this rather dull period where they find a burning school bus and save a boy, um, and then meet the locals who aren't the Killy locals. But they realise that actually, these people living in the desert. These people, dude. They're well, they're people too. Wow. Yeah, desert people. Yeah, yeah. and um, they have some tea and they share some food and they eat it with their hands because it's you know oh crazy dirty people. Well, they're the desert. desert people, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. And then there's a sort of bit, <laughs> with, bit with the monsters where like there's that beautiful scene in the first one in the gas station where the two monsters meet and you sort of think they're maybe like doing a monster hug or something. Mating ritual. Yeah. Um, a, yes, an adult hug. 
and um, <laughs> and this time round, there's a sort of this beautiful scene in the desert. Well, they they're trying to make it a beautiful scene in the desert where uh, this monster spores and all these spores come down. Um, but it's just it ends up just feeling like a uh, like a like a slightly crap fireworks display, and it's all <laughs> a bit like well I don't know how big the spores are, but now it's all just in front of the lens in a bluey blur because you're trying to make it all pretty and you're trying so hard to make this pretty and it's just a bit. Mm. Um, and then they move on because actually even though there's only two of them, they are not going back without doing no. their mission. No, of course not. To find the the the, the downed airman, a la fucking Black Hawk Down. Um, yeah. and then so they find another town and they carry on with their mission and um, you know I'll leave it up to your imagination whether they complete that but the end is quite irritating is it? yeah and okay. um, all in all um, just to stop me rambling through my sort of the plot of this thing it's just not that great it's not that terrible it's very much like you it's biggest crime is being meh like, mm. it, but it's biggest crime actually is taking a great film taking the little bit about it that was different. And I applaud them for trying to do something different because you can't... I, mean, I, I, I guess in the first place, I don't applaud them for making a sequel to Monsters because they just didn't need one. But, no. uh, okay, you've done something different. You've said it here, but it's all a bit like heavy-handed. It's all a bit like, obviously, oh, it's the Middle East conflict. Yeah. Oh, it's this, this, and this. And, um, and just the amount they have borrowed and, st- well, frankly, stolen from much better films about war uh, mm. is is just a bit painful. Like, like it's it's just like someone sat him down and said, right, here is Platoon, here is Apocalypse Now, here is Black Hawk Down, here is Jarhead. Could none you, of which is science fiction? None films. of which is science fiction. Can you mold those together and put some monsters in, please? That would be yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he hasn't just he hasn't just gone. I'll take the essence. He's gone. No, I'll just lift scenes and put that together. Um, mm-hmm. It's just a bit, just it lacks finesse. It lacks, it lacks the the, the, the gentle touch, and um, it just. I think I'm just trying to sort of coalesce how I feel about this. Really, I, I think I, the problem is I don't feel anything about it. Hmm. I wouldn't say don't watch it, but then again, if you loved monsters, and think, oh well, maybe they've you know maybe they've worked something something similar, something interesting. No, they haven't. It, if you, I mean, it doesn't sound like something that you can even you could you could watch it and just not even think of it as a sequel, really. Anyway, if you see what I mean, as in it's obviously set in the similar universe. Yeah, you sort but of it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't sound as sequely as some sequels. No, no. So I see, the only th- the only thing that sort of um, I would say if you haven't seen the original monsters, definitely watch that before you watch this, because then you'll see. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, but. Look, don't avoid this. If if this is on telly at eleven o'clock at night, and the only other option is reruns of EastEnders, or you know, so I married a benefits cheat, or whatever else is on, then flick it on and watch some Americans heening around and trying to be in better movies. But given how many good movies are around on Netflix then I would probably not bother with this until you're really, really tapping the barrel dry. Yeah, yeah. This, okay. I wouldn't well, say I mean, avoid like the plague. There's some things I'd say, just don't watch this. For the, for the love mm. of God, don't watch this. But this, that's, this isn't a don't watch this movie. It's a like, so really, it's okay. It passes the time. Watch it for the one scene where the alien is galloping alongside the car, because that's great. There's some great CG there, and there's something about it that's just really cool. But otherwise, 
If you never see this, you're not missing anything. If you do see it, you haven't really lost two hours. But it's it's such a meh. Well, it sounds like we've got a pair of mehs. Yeah, exactly. A pair of mehs. Yeah. A meze. <laughs> yeah. So, moving on to the movie we both watched. Now, I... I'm rubbing my hands with glee. I picked this for two... I picked this for one main reason. Um, the poster... Like the little thumbnail made it look yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's immediately went, right, that looks cool. Then I read the description and went, this is definitely cool. This is an 80s yeah. horror movie. And then I saw it was directed by Toby Hooper. Yeah. At which point I just went, do we have to watch this? Because. <laughs> um, Hooper, I always and always will call Tobe Hooper because I just have to. Yes. It's like a, a Hermione thing. You know, I just, I saw Tobe, it's Tobe. Do you say Hermione? No, but for ages, I think I got—I was onto the third Harry Potter book before. I suddenly went, "Oh, it's Hermione!" Because <laughs> I'm that dozy. Yes, very yeah, dozy. No. Um. Anyway, so so yeah, so directed by Toby Hooper, mm-hmm. obviously of Texas Chainsaw Massacre fame, among other great bits of schlock. Um, mm. and it just looked like it was going to be a bit of a corker, really. So yeah, first thing I'll just cut in and say I was surprised. I it, it felt like the moment I I sort of started it, I thought. How come I never saw this? Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Absolutely. And we are looking at the era of sort of like the Blob remake. Um, I'm sure there must have been an invasion of the Body Snatchers done around this time. Yeah. Yeah, I think there was. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there are so many versions of invasion of the Body Snatchers. But yeah. Um, and I still prefer the 70s one. 60s or 70s? Mm. I can't remember. Um, I know the one you mean. Yeah. Um, and it just, yeah, it just felt like a sort of the right film for us to be doing something that mm. could actually be a, a forgotten bit of class and um I, you know first five minutes of it i was really into it <laughs> what 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 happened after five minutes well <laughs> I, I i'm not sure five minutes is entirely a great time frame but essentially we've got a story of a boy and we've got some nice cheese with him looking at stars with his dad yeah and then an alien spaceship lands yeah and in, and I, I have no problems with how terrible the alien spaceship looks. No, no, none at all. It, That's not the problem with this film. No, it's it was kind of like, um, uh, is it Creepers? What's one of those? What's the movie? Yeah. yeah, it's a bit like that has that sort of same feeling to it, that kind of same vibe as, as the ship comes down. Mm. Um, and the music well, is... Well, I mean, it reminded me as well of a, the spaceship effects. Sorry to cut in, but no. the spaceship effects a little bit in... Um... Close Encounters? <sighs> Close Encounters, yeah, yeah. yeah. It put me in mind of that. It wanted to be a little bit like that, didn't it? Yeah, definitely, with a lot lower budget. Yeah, um, a lot. But, and I, I think, uh, so that was great. And then, um, so the kid goes and tells his dad. His dad goes to investigate. And the music is fantastic. I love, love, love the music. Great sort of like sinister sci-fi, sci-fi horror-y vibe. It was awesome. And I really do think that, opening sort of early bits when his dad comes back and he's been overtaken by the Martians yeah. is really sinister. This is my favourite bit of the film. So the actor who looked who played his dad is Timothy Bottoms <laughs> and he's amazing in these early scenes. As this, cause, so basically, yeah, so this is an invasion of the body snatchers type plot. Yes. So he got, his dad, he doesn't even, he's not even sure whether his dad has investigated, but he obviously has investigated in the night. And from the, the next morning onwards is being odd. And his slightly creepy deranged oddness is awesome. It is the most, and it's definitely worth watching for that bit. It is the most sinister use of coffee and sweetener you're ever going <laughs> to yeah, see in your life. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, and I'm cutting, jumping ahead slightly, but there's another scene because eventually the mum's also taken over. The bacon scene. The bacon <laughs> scene is my favourite scene in this film. So basically, the boy, you're seeing everything through the eyes of the boy, and basically he's already suspects father's gone, and then he realises, oh, mummy's gone too. And there's just this, she burn, burns some bacon because she's now an alien, controlled by an alien. And we all and know aliens awesome can't bit. do bacon. No, they have no idea. They like it really. Frankly, really dude, crispy. I lived in Japan for five years. The so Japanese can't do bacon. If if the Japanese can't do bacon, aliens have absolutely no chance. <laughs> but there's just yeah, this awesome bit. It must be about twenty minutes in, I guess, by then, with with Timothy Bottoms munching on very burnt bacon in a really creepy <laughs> way, which is definitely worth the price of admission. You've got everyone's but got to go and see that bit. Him drinking the cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. With this intense look on his face, and he just stares at his son and drinks the hottest cup of coffee, and then crunches sweetener tablets, yeah. <laughs> is genius yeah. and actually yeah. genuinely quite creepy. Yeah, no, I mean, I think the only thing that's letting down that particular scene is I'd hear what you say about the music because I thought the music in this was okay, but there's a kind of weird romantic refrain they kind of do during <laughs> that, which jars really oddly with his creepy behaviour. But I think that was meant to. I think it was meant to be yeah, that probably. sort of whole unsettling vibe. Kind of thing. But so, so just as well, this has got a really. I mean, the thing about so it's Toby Hooper director, yeah, but it's also got um, you know creature effects by um, oh, who's the famous dude who does the creature effects? Stan Winston. Yes. And another name who I did, I, John Stanek, oh, someone like that, isn't it? I can't Dijkstra remember. Dick or something. He's the guy who, who's, who's one of the founding members of Light and Magic or something. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, and it's got quite a cool cast because it's got, well, as I say, I love this guy who plays his dad, but Karen Black's in it. Yeah, you've got Nurse Ratchet. And Frank, and yeah, and Nurse Ratchet, who's awesome. Louise Fletcher. Yeah. Yeah, and she's, she's the best. She also has one of my favourite scenes, actually. Yeah, which maybe we should come to in a bit, yeah. but just. Um, just one other thing I'd quite like to say about um, okay so how do you feel about the little boy oh you see I don't mind him I like the okay fact- so this is where we disagree you hate him <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stand because the whole thing is okay so with that, so it's invasion of the body snatches you know it's like um, the faculty shall we say it's very very much uh, to the point where I was I was like I got halfway through this and I was mm. like is the faculty actually based on this to a certain extent? And then obviously it turns out it goes, they take very different turns, yeah, but different they, it definitely felt a bit like, and you know, you know, Rodriguez is a much of a movie nerd as Tarantino, isn't he? So maybe he has seen this and that sort of informed him, whatever. I'm but, sure he yeah. must've seen this. You know, I feel like that's the thing. I, I, I feel surprised I haven't seen it and yeah. I'm not, you know, I'm not nearly the movie nerd that all these people are, but yeah, he must've seen it. And yeah, I think it, it definitely has informed or influenced the direction of the faculty in some way but i mean but the point is that like the faculty is seen through the eyes of well that well that, you're not quite sure who it's seen through sometimes because no exactly I, I suppose not but this one's definitely seen through this little boy is played by hunter carson yes i looked him up and he's still working but he's got a slightly quite a patchy <laughs> yes sort of he's sort of like third spear carry from the left yeah, 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 but I, I really found him irritating. Oh, I just didn't hate him. I didn't, but, I didn't. Love but it him, didn't but... spoil the film for me. I, I mean, I loved this. I really enjoyed watching it. This was proper B movie schlock nonsense. Yeah, it is, and I loved it. But anyway, up yeah, to sorry. a point. Yeah, I didn't yeah, yeah, love yeah. this anywhere near as much as I loved. Um, uh, don't tell her it's me. Slash, I cannot <laughs> can't remember what the name of the other <laughs> the boyfriend school, the boyfriend from school, last time. which I just yeah. unreservedly loved. Whereas yeah. this, I, I, I have reservations. Like this is, you know, this this was great fun. 
Um, I didn't hate the kid. He reminded me in a bizarre way of the kid from Flight of the Navigator. Um, oh, right. Now, you see, he reminded me of the kid from um, Troll 2. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. <laughs> but for, for this kind of this genre, he sort of suited it. That Him being a bit shit. Kind of I know, but the thing is, like, this came out in 1986. Yeah. Like, what, what year's The Goonies? Uh, it must be around then, then isn't, isn't it? Eighty five, eighty six. Yeah, yeah. So, like, why didn't they get like any of the dudes from the Goonies to be in this? And that would have been awesome. <laughs> this guy, this guy, really. Yeah, they couldn't he, afford he... any of the Goonies. Yeah, true. Yeah, they were they were global millionaires. <laughs> they were demanding huge paychecks by then. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, anyway, but um, I forgot to say just as well, just in terms of uh, you know, it's nice to recommend something that people should just jump in and see. We both agree the bacon scene, the coffee scene, yeah. definitely worth watching. Absolutely. The very opening credits, the sort of funny whooshing sound as the names oh, keep swooping yeah. oh, out. Oh, God, I forgot to say about that. that after <laughs> yeah. a while, I was like, enough already. <laughs> it's <laughs> it just kind of the ending credits. It's like they had a good idea that was a good idea for like two credits. But actually, <laughs> and you're like, oh, God, they're crediting everyone. It was almost kind of like scene cat. Whoosh. <laughs> Yeah, and it was like it was a kind of really. It wasn't like a. It was more like a kind of. Yeah. Kind of sound. So, so his parents get possessed. He goes to, or I don't know, invaded for want of a better word. Um, he goes to school. He realizes that his nasty teacher is also invaded. Played by Nurse Ratchet. Played by Nurse Ratchet. And to start with, because she's nasty, and to start with, I thought, yeah. oh, maybe this is going to be a cool thing where she's nasty, but she comes good, and they sort of form a cool team. And then he walks into the cupboard and finds her being extremely weird and alien, which is one of my favourite scenes of anything ever, when she just turns around. And she's got a freaking great toad <laughs> sticking out of her face. <laughs> yeah, she's eating a toad she's or a frog. eating whatever. a frog. Whatever a massive frog toad thing. Yeah, yeah, and it's awesome. Um, and he realizes one of his friends is possessed, and he goes to see the school nurse, who sort of takes him under her wing in a really bizarre way. Yeah, and the the, inter- the again the interplay between Hunter Carson, the boy, and Karen Black, the sympathetic teacher, is weird and creepy and slightly clunking at times. Okay, fine. I mean, Good. You found it weird and creepy too. It was, <laughs> there was a point where I was like, this is just, it feels a bit wrong. Yeah. But as well, like like straight away, okay, so one of the things we, the plot points we should mention, I suppose, is that like, you know, like in faculty, you can tell, one of the things you can tell about the aliens apart from their strange behaviours is that they're obsessed with water. Yes. They keep drinking water. And in the old, um, in series, The Invaders, um, one of the ways you can tell an alien is that they've got um, what their little finger sticks out uh, slightly. Okay. So at the end of every episode, it'd be, oh, no, that person I trusted has got a sticky outy finger. <laughs> dun, 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 it's a bloody another alien. Yeah. And in this, they, they're sort of... They've got the being... mark on the back. They've, got a, they've generally got a plaster over it because aliens, yeah, they've are, got, aliens are very they... good with elastoplast. <laughs> <laughs> so whatever has invaded them obviously you know, goes through the backs of their necks and leaves a mark. And, um, and there's just this really funny bit. He's only just built up a kind of sort you know he's only just met karen black they've only just sort of formed an alliance and he sort of says forces her to show him the back of her neck and it's again and she does really easily there's no sort of like um you're a kind of weird little nine-year-old boy i don't really want to show you the back of my neck you freak there are certain elements of that weirdness that carry through as well with Mm. sort of this kid's strange ability to make adults do things (laughs) but you know so they 
they run they end up running he has to end up running away from nurse ratchet who is who's trying to get in yeah and <laughs> he jumps into a random truck in the parking lot which turns <laughs> out a to be full of taxidermy stuff. And you're going to go, why is there a taxidermy truck in the parking lot to your school? B, to be Nurse Ratchet's truck. And you go, well, why does your teacher drive a truck? And C, why does your teacher drive a taxidermy truck? Normally people keep the stuff for their biology lessons in the classroom. But you apparently have a... You're like, she has this truck full of cages and taxidermy yeah. animals. So there's those funny, like, cuts to, like, kind of, like, scary cat's face, scary yeah. stuffed whatever's face, yeah. Oh, it's hilarious. I, I can't believe you've not mentioned the boys running yet, dude. I really can't. <laughs> he, this, like, one of the my problems with this dude is that, okay, like, I don't have a thick... You know, kids, you know, kiddie actors, they're not always the best. And, and I did cut him some slack at times. But... And it's not necessarily always his fault, but he cannot. He couldn't run convincingly. <laughs> I could just imagine that, like, so like Toby Hooper or whoever just sort of said, "Okay, let's do that again." Now, now run really wild, and he does all this weird, like, <laughs> arm wavy thing. He's panicked. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. He's acting panicked. It's honestly people, another thing people should check out is his running because it's it is really funny, <laughs> and particularly that bit actually when he's running from Nurse Ratchet and then. Oh, it's a bit later when he's running from her and then jumps into Karen Black's car. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's yeah, some yeah. really top-class weird running That is some top-class there, weird dude. running. Yeah. Um, so after escaping or not escaping in the weird taxidermy truck, mm. they do they make the cardinal <laughs> error of getting him into the spaceship. <laughs> oh, you've fallen foul to one of the age-old blunders. <laughs> <laughs> and showing you the aliens. Yeah, and the, I don't know what you thought. For me, I thought the aliens looked like. Do you remember? And maybe you've eaten these things, but the, there was an advert on TV ages ago for a thing called brains faggots. <laughs> wow, no, I don't remember that. And faggots are like a northern meatball that looks a bit like you'd imagine a testicle would look like outside of yeah. a ball sack. You know, it's a bit <laughs> walnutty, and, the, and yeah. they just look awful. Yeah, I, I mean, I've written down, dude, actually. I, I took some notes here. Uh, uh, where's it gone? Oh, yeah, the monsters, they look like sort of... Um, oh, no, it's <laughs> not as good as yours. But I thought they were... Yeah, they were. Te- they, I thought they were amazingly crap. What did you have I, written down? You can't, you can't build uh, right, me up I'm and just, get I'm just, back I've away. I've put down, they're strangely sweet. Doesn't <laughs> they look like these kind of lumbering, grinning, betoothed goons? But, you know, they, also, but they've got a really lumbering They quality. look a bit like sort of kids' TV characters or something. Yeah, they're a yeah, yeah, bit yeah. Like, bonk, bonk, bonk. And then you see the alien leader and he looks like Wordy from Wizbit. does, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. He just sort of drifts uh, down as this little rotund thing. Yeah, God, yeah, yeah. Oh wow! It's just that I, I mean, I love the people who made this movie and the many great things they've done. But really, 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 no. On the well, you see, design. okay, so we definitely slightly differ on this because, as in, we're obviously like we're finding fun in the same areas. But I basically, up to about this point, was still really enjoying it, and was kind of I'd been quite intrigued early on. Thought this is all kind of going okay. It was weird, but it was kind of fun. Weird, what yeah. with her eating the toad or frog. That was great. And, um, and all the stuff. And I was, although I found his running absurd, I, and and the Karen Black interplay creepy. I was, I was, I was with it. And then it was when you first meet these monsters. They were so sort of. 
they were just done with such gusto. <laughs> I kind of, I, I kind of enjoyed them, even though they you know, least frightening thing ever. They, yeah, um, they just were absurd. Just so but crap. but from this from from about this point onwards is when for me the stuffing went out of the film, and I and I stopped kind of enjoying it. But I still think there's lots of so bad it's good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But this on. is what I was saying. This is this is where they made the carnal error. As soon as he gets into that thing and sees mm. the thing for a start, like it's when it stops being creepy. The last creepy thing you see is her with a fr- with a frog in her mouth, kind of thing. Yeah, which yeah, is yeah, sort yeah. of like funny, but yeah, I can they do it in quite a good creepy way. Yeah, especially the build up when he's creeping yeah. towards her before she turns round, and you know something scary's coming. And that's a good build up scene. I've just realised a bit what the aliens remind me of. Station. <laughs> yeah. Yes, very good. The aliens very are good. Yes. Station. So yeah, so after this, it sort of it just flicks into ridiculo land, and definitely didn't hate it. But this is yeah. The, post this point is when I stop going. Oh, this is great. Yeah. Um. You know, there's 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 way too much like running from the ship to the thing, back to here yeah. to the crater to over here to back to the crater, and they keep sort of running back and forth. And then there's a really bizarre scene where they're hiding from the cops because everyone in the town is getting oh so yeah because by this point everyone in the town yeah. has been turned. So they go back to the they? school. So they can't trust anyone. They go back to the school to hide, and the cops are looking for them. And there's this basement full of stuff. Bizarrely, there's yeah. a bed in it. Don't want to know why. But yeah, uh, sorry, it looks like a scene from um, bloody Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. You know, right when they go to Freddy's zone. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But this basement is full of stuff. There are a million things to hide behind, hide under. Yeah, there's there is so much camouflage, and yet they decide to hide sat on a bed. <laughs> yeah. and then it's one of those creepy moments because they sort of he sort of bizarrely holds her face as, as if he's trying to comfort her yes. there's something really weird about it just, the weird their weird thing just gets that bit weirder and then the, yeah. then, the, then the cops find them because they're not hidden <laughs> and then and then the cops seem to be about to shoot them and then right so the cops are actually the cops are getting their their instructions from the antennas in the back of their head and we've established by now it's an antenna mm. and yet a weird alien thing still comes through the floor, and stops the cops killing them. But this is where this is uh, this is where it all starts really falling apart. Because this think. is when they run. Oh, <laughs> there is one bit later on that I really enjoyed. Um, well, but, I, there is, but, but this is when they run to the army. They basically this is yeah. So I think it gets particularly bad, or like the badness turns up to eleven when they go to the army camp because suddenly it's like. I felt like the script, particularly early on, was kind of passable in its sort of, you know, it's fine. It was just a script. It's not that bad. It wasn't that good. Yeah. There were some bits that were quite good, etc., etc. But there's something about when they get to the army zone where just there's just, again, all the adults seem to really quickly believe this this annoying little brat. Well, for a start, they turn up on an army base that has a NASA rocket on it. Yeah. I'm going to go, I need to speak to the general. And they go... Well, no, he's he's quite busy and sod off. And, <laughs> and he goes, seems to be a kid. What is it, your physics project or something? But my dad is this guy. And then they go, oh, fine. No, absolutely <laughs> fine. Because we've heard of your dad. So that means that whatever you've got to say is probably quite important. And then, and then as well, his dad is, in fact, who we haven't seen for a while, annoyingly, his dad, Mr. Bottoms, um, sorry, that's the, the actor's name, is, um, is creeping around the area and you see him... <laughs> For some reason, I can't quite remember why, but the, the aliens obviously want to blow something up there. They, they, they he, want to blow up. The, the, basically, they don't. They want to stop 
the next mission to Mars. That's right. Yes. Okay. Course. Yeah. And um, he has a detonator. Yes. He's got a bomb in it, in it, and it's a classic. You know, it's a bomb in a. I can't remember if it's in a briefcase. But I think it's like it's in that a briefcase. Yeah. <laughs> but it just, it's got like a really cheap alarm clock, and he still sets the timer, and you hear it going, do 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 do. Like a really kind of cheap battery powered alarm. Well, you don't spend a lot of money. You're going to blow it up. (laughs) Oh oh, yeah, there's something really funny about that bit too. But yeah, so they go see the generals, and quite quickly the general. Well, again, the kid seems to sort of believe him quite quickly, and he and he manages to persuade the general to show him the back of his neck straight away. (laughs) Weird fucking kid with a neck fetish. But the the best thing about this section, though, is when the general calls in the NASA tech to see if they've been turned and they have been and then suddenly his number two pulls these brilliant like fake kung fu moves (laughs) and he is literally the worst actor I've seen in years (laughs) he is just shockingly awful and he does this fantastic fake kung fu to disarm them which is hilarious yeah and then it's like it's like a kid in the playground doing kung fu (laughs) yeah trying to imitate kung fu yeah there's like um and then Okay, so just in terms of describing the plot, the army are now on side, and with they they head back to where the main Mars base is. Yeah. You know this underground lair, which is obviously near the little boy's house, and there's various toing and froing and last minute whatever's. And, you know the 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 big showdown happens there. Yeah. And there's lots more Nurse Ratchet, who carries on being quite creepy and, and deranged. I enjoy her performance very, very much. much. Um, but I just there are so many. Yeah, you know, there's still um, two great bits in this in this in this sort of like in the third act when they're inside the spaceship. I think. Okay. Do you want, well, all I was going to quickly say is that like the um, yeah, you, you know, troll two. Yes. You know the sort of famous like they're eating her, then they're going to eat me. Oh my god! Kind of famous bit of really terrible acting. Yeah. There is so many bits a bit oh, like god, that in this yeah. film. Like for a start, right back to the beginning. Rewind right back to the beginning when the little kid. Is, is looking out the window and he sees the spaceship. His sort of reaction shot to that bit and then when the window falls down is, <laughs> is, to, down, is to die for. Yeah. It's just so bad. But like, again, he's a kid. But like, there's a bit when Karen Black, they're just, they, they really bother to film every, like if something crazy happens, they really sort of like, right, something weird's happened. Let's film the general looking amazed. Okay, we've got that. Now let's film his yeah, no, second they, they looking amazed. Oh, look, we got him. And then there's a bit when Karen Black looks like she's just like eating a bad prawn or something. <laughs> I can't remember what she was reacting to, but it's just that there's a lot of her reacting. And yeah, wow. Yeah. They, good. They, like, so right, right at this, right at the end, they're getting into this into the base after various shenanigans. Yeah, and there's two, there's two great bits of eighties ness in it, I guess. There's one bit where they have the obligatory kid does a slightly inappropriate swear at something he. So there's a point when he calls the alien a dick brain. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the I think it's the alien whiz bit. Then he goes, "You dick brain," and that's great. <laughs> Yeah, um, and then there's the bit when um, the alien has eaten Nurse Ratchet. Oh yeah, yeah, and which I does... wasn't expecting. No, but then does a burp. Oh yeah, and it's such a classic eighties <laughs> bit. <laughs> burp. Yeah, but you're um, right. Those aliens are so children's programming. They they could have been on Fraggle Rock oh, as well, couldn't easily, they? Yeah. Easily. And then you get to the end, and I just don't. A, I don't really know how I feel about it, apart from hating it. And B, I don't know if I do hate it, 
Because I don't should, know. Should we should we give away the ending I here? Don't know. Spoiler spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. I don't know what I don't think I understand the end. I yeah, I, I I'm not sure of, what he was trying to get at. Wow, you don't understand invaders from Mars, do you? No. <laughs> no wonder you got a third. <laughs> No, yeah. It's because of I, films like Invaders from Mars that I did get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's because of the buttercreamers. Oh, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> let's save that for our faith film episode. Oh. Um, uh, the whole device at the end is annoying. So yeah. we could say that. It's got a very annoying finale device. But I must admit, although it was annoying, by, the, by that point, the film had gone downhill to such a degree that I didn't really care. If it had just used that device after a really good film where I'd been really intrigued and really excited, then I would have been actively angry. As it was, I'd enjoyed the film for its silliness, but it was it had really lost me for the last 20 minutes anyway. Um, Agreed. Uh, but it, it still annoyed me just because I... Exp- you know, it, when it happened, it was kind of like... I guess it was that thing where you go, I'm not angry, I'm just very disappointed. Yeah. Like, Toby Hooper, I expected better from you. Yeah. But then it does the twist on that, and you you can see him sort of going, ha ha. Yeah. And then I was just like, so I'm less annoyed because at least you've tried to do something. But then I got annoyed because, like, but you haven't been clear on what you've tried to do. Yeah. You've, just, just you've, you've thrown all the elements at it to sort yeah. of go, bah, 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 see what sticks. And it's like, no, but what, but what do you mean? What did you actually, just for interest, what did you actually think of the direction generally? I feel like they just they just sort of stopped trying in the last for the last half an hour, especially I just, like I say from army scene onwards. I thought that all effort had gone out the window. They couldn't be bothered. They were just finishing it off. And my yeah. favorite bad line was when um, <laughs> it's a bit when the woman and what's her name has been sucked down into the sand in the mm. finale, and it's sort of an irrelevant sort of woman army person who you've not seen or met before just goes up to the general and goes but general the woman and the child and this really kind of <laughs> reminded me of like we're not the younglings spared kind of, in its badness he, yeah no, it is, you're right he started off with this sort of kind of cool creepy idea and then just went and the army come along and uh, <laughs> they go to the spaceship, and the, yeah, yeah it's, it's it's a little bit like we don't know what to do with this, and it does it just stops being he, he abandons all his creepiness after fifteen twenty minutes, and that's a shame because that's yeah what I was really enjoying. I think people should watch the first half an hour of this. They should watch the opening credits just to sort of enjoy the annoying sound effects. Yeah, they should watch for the first. They should watch for the bit when the boys reacting to seeing the spaceship just because I think it's quite poor. They should watch for the bit when their parents start to get taken over because there's some definite fun to be had there. And also they should watch for Nurse Ratchet, especially near the beginning, and some of the cre- his bad running, all of the his bad, some really good it's examples. Actually, we're looking at the first running. half hour, first thirty yeah. minutes. First thirty minutes is great. I mean, yeah. watch the whole thing because yeah. you might as well. I, but, I don't think as well. Like if you keep in mind when you're watching the the creepy father scenes again, it put me in mind of Fiona Bruce in Antiques Roadshow when she's trying <laughs> to interact with the um, with the uh, the, the humans. <laughs> Because she always comes across to me like an alien who's pretending to be one of us. <laughs> really put me in mind of that. So, so yeah. But yeah, first half an hour. First I, half I, hour is great. First half an hour, and then work out whether you've got like maybe you've got half an hour to kill before you go to the dentist or something. Put the first half hour on. You've done the best bit, and then you can always pick it up later if you want to. But yeah. if you don't, you're not missing anything, 
and you are potentially saving yourself the annoyance of having to kick your coffee table across the room. <laughs> nice. So that's, a, again, we sort of hit, we've got two, I, there's nothing this week, or there's nothing this episode that was um, a definite no-no. No. And I think this, uh, I, I mean, I, well, I really enjoyed this this terrible film. It definitely had the so bad it's good thing for me. Yeah. So, but I and yeah, it sounds like we're both in quite a similar place about our films that they weren't that good, but they weren't terrible. You know, yeah, we've done it again, dude. We've watched the bad films, so they don't have to. We're martyrs, we selfless. Are. That's what we are. We are. Next time, what are we going to watch? I was thinking thrillers. I was thinking specifically spy thrillers. Ooh, I like it. Are there enough spy thrillers out there? Do you know it's your job to find it? But yeah. uh, I look. It, Spy thriller sounds good to me. If you can't find spy thrillers, we could do. I'll find some kind of subcategory of thrillers. Yeah, I don't no, just I, want I, standard. I, but now thrillers. I'm kind of quite looking forward to spy thrillers. I, I think okay. like, does Bourne style things count as a spy thriller or is that an action thriller? I don't really know. I think that would get into the spy thrillery vibe. So yeah, I think we've probably got quite a wide, a wide net you can cast. Yeah, yeah, spy thrillers it is. If I can find some, if not some other category of thriller, love it. See you next awesome. time.